Hello, this is William Fink, and this program is being pre-recorded for Saturday, March 17th, 2018. Praise Yahweh, the God of Israel, and thank you for listening. This program is going to be titled, Friends, Faces, and Facades. We are not comfortable with drama. We dislike being caught up in personal controversy, and we really do not like talking about people in the manner in which we are about to talk. But a shepherd's job is not only to feed the sheep, he must also occasionally run off the wolves. The wolves don't like being run off, so they cause drama when they resist. Sometimes we have to fulfill that function whether we like it or not. Sadly, it happens quite often that there are people whom we think that we know, and we may even think that we love. But when we really get to see them for what they are, we find that they are not the people that we know at all. Sometimes, even when people seem to support our cause, they are really only doing it in order to get more support for themselves, to draw off people after themselves. It is often difficult to tell who is a sincere fellow worker and who is looking to subvert a cause for their own gain. But whether they are sick or sinful sheep or whether they are actually wolves in sheep's clothing is often difficult for us to tell as well. So we must judge them by their works and let Yahweh our God sort them out in the end. Recently we have had some divisions in our own fellowship and our wider Christogenier community. So accusations have been made on many sides. Often accusations are made so that a person can cover for his own crimes, hoping that enough people believe his lies that he might seem credible to others. Some of the things we have experienced this last year really disappointed and even sickened us. I was forced to close a couple of websites which I owned or managed for others because the men who provided the content for those websites began preaching Napoleon Hill and Neville Goddard in place of the Gospel of Christ. These men, sputtering some ridiculous so-called law of attraction, started uttering prophecies of their own personal enrichment and self-aggrandizement while calling themselves pastors. They are still doing that on YouTube and elsewhere, but they are certainly no longer going to do it at Christogenia. One of these men, who went by the pseudonym of Arthur Lee, was introduced to a longtime supporter of our work at Christogenia a year or so ago. Our supporter, Willie Nelson, was so impressed by Arthur Lee, whose real name is Michael, that he chose to support him and set him up in a t-shirt business, which we called SonnetShirts.com. I supplied the online platform and technology at my own expense, and Willie supplied the actual shirt-making equipment and startup funding at much greater expense. <clears throat> I advertised the business at Christogenia on our social media, and I let Michael post all of our t-shirt designs so that much more revenue from our t-shirt sales would even go to him rather than to ourselves.
But due to Michael's mismanagement, which is actually a, a euphemism for how he ran the company, due to Michael's mismanagement, the venture failed in a little over two months. Actually, the online venture. The entire project lasted a little more, a little longer than that. But when it failed, I asked Michael what happened. And Michael told me that Willie Nelson closed the bank accounts for the venture for no reason, cut off funding. Then he said something like, and, and he said this right to my face in front of my wife and I, Willie Nelson is not a good person. He flies off the handle really easily. He screams and yells at us for no reason. He told me that Willie Nelson is a madman. Melissa remembers his words well, and she was surprised by them. It would be months before Willie, who is generally a humble but nevertheless outspoken man, finally contacted me to tell me his side of the story, and I believe him. Michael has just started a new website, which he registered under his own name without any identity protection. Therefore, we are not really doxing him by using his real name here, because he has already doxed himself. But because Michael has begun a new website called IdentityFaith.org, where he is attempting to rebuild his so-called ministry, and because there is more to the sonnet shirt story than what I have told thus far, and because it is my obligation to protect those who follow our work at Christagenia, here I have Willie Nelson himself to share his experiences, which he had with Michael and this business and, and Michael's wife. Hello, Willie Nelson. Praise Yahweh. Hello, Bill. Praise Yahweh. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate that. was a beautiful <coughs> introduction to where we're going, and, and I want to thank you so much. Uh, before we get going, I want everybody to know that uh, in 2010, New Clifton Emmenheiser is how I got into CI. Prior to that, I've done some Hubert Armstrong and, and uh, Shepherd's Chapel and just about every denomination in that that there was. And I never really found what I was looking for. Uh, I one day was searching for some crap on Ron Wyatt about him going down in a hole and finding some uh, DNA and having it re resolved that it was the blood of Christ. And so I was kind of searching for that where I read it in a Watchman's teaching deal. And back in the days, Clifton had his phone number down there, and I'd studied it for a couple of weeks, and we started having a conversation, and then he told me that that uh, that you was there, and I needed to go and listen to it, and he was with, with our uh, other predecessor at the time, and, and call him back and tell him what I thought, and I called him back and said, well, I like Bill, but the voice of this other clown I ain't got no time with. And <laughs> anyway, that, that's how I got my start in the CI. That that's that, that's a that that's a funny story. I'm glad you didn't mention the other clown. You you can if you want, but I, I think well, um, we all know who the clown is. I mean, you know, I understand. You know that. Well, you know, when you got out, that that was your start. But I mean, there was just you know his 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 voice alone was enough to throw me off, and that's what I told Cliff. And then you know, Cliff explained to me that where we was going, what people would be calling me, they'd be calling me a Nazi and all this and that. And everything Clifton told me was true. And as I started, you know, like I said, I've been, you know, looking into it since 2010. And, and uh, 
you know, all the things that I believed all my life are just all so such a facade that that I've just blown away, and I'm still learning. But I'm not a writer. I'm not a teacher. I'm very nomadic. Uh, I ride a Harley because I love it. I'm not a biker per se. I don't belong to any groups or organizations. But my mission is I'm a Vietnam veteran of two times, and my mission is is I need to reach Vietnam veterans, explain the truth of the war, and explain explain the truth of the gospel. Uh, that's all I'm trying to do, and uh, beyond that, there that's that's about where I'm at. Well, well, that's wonderful. That's a wonderful endeavor, and and that's a noble cause. Well, we can't all do everything, and 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 my my start in in after I was released from prison, yet you know that individual had latched on to me, and and he tries to say that he's latched on to other to, that that I tried to latch on to him, which is a total lie. He latched on to me, and and I I just went along with it. I, I just rolled with what came my way until I could sort out exactly where I was going to go, right? I, I, I mean, I, I may have had a better start without him. I, I don't know, but I guess that's what I was supposed to be doing at that time. There's a reason for everything, even though we don't always see what it is. That the Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, Mr. November is, I believe, where God placed you for the start. And, you know, and then we had the talk show and all that. And, I mean, where you have gone in these years is just, you know, it, 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 incredible, and but yeah, I you know I, I believe fullheartedly that's where Yahweh had you to get your start, and I also believe it gave you enough aggravation to go on to where you're at today. And well, I, I, I still have that. I still have aggravation. <laughs> that's okay. We yeah, have a lot I, of blessings as I well. I do too. And also, also I also have beyond that there I have one more vision, and it's just I've had it for years, and it's like yours. I want a piece of property that has some places I'd like to go ahead and have people start coming in and, and actually we need to get back to the feast instead of all this crap that we are into. And when literally the shit does hit the fan, I don't know if it's going to be in my time or what, but I'd like to have a place where people can go ahead and when all the crap does start coming down and the welfare checks are gone and people start going ahead and going crazy, that there's a place for people, identity people to go to protect and have, you know, have something up there. That's a dream. Which way Yahweh's going to let that happen? I don't know. Will it happen in this time? I don't know. But that is also a dream of mine. Well, right. It's been a long-time dream of ours. And if it ever materializes, if it happens, it happens, right? And and if it doesn't, we're, okay. we're not going to be upset about it. We're just going to keep plugging along. But that is a common a, a common dream that we both have and it's what we're not going to manifest it ourselves like like some people believe that they're going to get mansions on the beach because they thought of it right <laughs> right i I'll, I'll i'll give you a little illustration on the and i'm gonna call what is his name? It's I, i'm sorry you broke up a little uh, bit you broke up a little bit you I could said, repeat I'm, can you hear me now yes <clears throat> okay i'm gonna go on ahead and and, and as to what you were saying there, bring something else on the fact. And I'm going to call the name as it is. Their last name is Brandenburg. They're very charismatic people. And in a long and short range, you kind of introduced me to them. I had talked to you about how to put this T-shirt business together. I had been working and praying for 
since 2009 about this t-shirt business. I fell in love with the industry. My problem always has been and still is. I repair heavy equipment for a living. And when I get up to a dozer, a backhoe, a scraper, whatever, and I analyze what we're doing, I know what tools to grab to go up there to start working on. Well, with the computers, I get confused with tools as far as Illustrator and all that there. And, and, and so I, I'm lacking at that. I'm not ashamed to go ahead and admit that. I've tried tutorials. They don't work. Well, anyway, we, me and you was talking one day you had told me about Michael Brandenburg and his family and how their one daughter was, was uh, gifted in, in artistry and all that there. And so that that plugged in me very well. And I went on ahead and, and contacted Michael. We started having conversations. And I said, praise Yahweh. Everything I've been looking for is right here. So we had spoken and all that. And so then I had talked to them about going ahead and, and setting up this business. They was interested. And they were all jumped on the bandwagon and everything. It was all great. And so I went out ahead and settled uh, a large amount of money for them to learn how to trade. Got them set up with the company that I bought all the equipment for and how to trade and use this equipment. Called all the equipment to Alabama from Texas and got down there and explained to them the concepts of marquee keys, which became ended up becoming SunNetShirts.com. But I explained to him that in this long endeavor of working and getting the money together, my main concept for a T-shirt was two-sided. One side with a, with a font and a logo to track the attention from the front with whatever it was that this was explaining with the picture in the rear. I know there ain't, it's not a million-dollar industry unless you're in the silk screening of that, but there's, a, a, there's good money in this industry. If you put it together, I also, they had told me that they've been praying for a long time about getting into t-shirt business for their ministry. I said, that's fine. And I said, you know, this is something we need to work out. So when I went and met them personally and brought all the equipment, we agreed on all these terms. One of the agreement was that he was going to help us put the website together, the t-shirts that you needed we're going to be free to you for helping us get this thing going. They could use some for their their ministry, but also at the same time, we need to go ahead and start doing ideas of that I have that we can go into the, the public industry and start making a decent living. I explained to them that I know they needed a paycheck, and so I was going to help that. I set up I set up a uh, a bank account with a with a bank that I don't normally use. I went through a lot of fiasco that to get them both credit uh, debit cards so that they could buy materials and voila. Well, as time rolled by, they began to take the company over by themselves completely. The things that we had spoke about got thrown into the, into the drink. They somehow illegally managed to get them debit cards in my account into theirs, and as soon as something would come into PayPal, it was like sticking a straw into a bottle. They would suck it out immediately. Well, there was a, a limit on how far they could use on these credit on, on these debit cards, and every time something would come in, they had it down to like four dollars. I was stuffing money into this bank account, stuffing money into this bank account, and it was just being drained and drained and drained. And I kept saying, "Well, what are we doing here? What's going on?" 
and it was always, uh, well, this and that. And I asked him, I said, well, what happened with the account of why all of a sudden I got this alert and something went on? And Michael's words were, we changed the, the, the phone over to that account. That's when I started getting suspicious, and I looked and go, holy shit, they had an account going straight into their funds. I brought that up, and it was one measure after another. Well, I had the people that I bought my machines from, they make T-shirts every day and everything, all that. And they have people calling them all day long asking them about, well, if you don't make shirts, who can we contact? And they have a company policy not to give out names or anything like that, you know, to protect themselves. Well, the head lady that's over accounts that I've got to know over the years talk, she said, look, Willie, for you, because I like you, she said, I will go out ahead and use you. When people call me, I'll go ahead and direct it to you, and you just kind of keep us out of it, but it was something like to do for you. So I contacted Michael and said, look, we discussed the shirt. I said, go ahead and do the font in the front with a full picture in the back. I sent it to you. Let's send it to her. A couple of days later, I get a phone call from I get a phone call from her asking me what kind of crap are you sending me? I'm going what? And so she said, "Wow!" She said, "I just can't believe this is what this ain't the kind of shirt that you've discussed all this time with me and all that." And I said, "Send me a picture of it." And what he had done is he put everything in the front with a font, cut the picture in half, and I got back with him. I said, "What are you?" I said, "You're killing Marky Keys," and you are no longer my friend, but you're an enemy. I don't understand what you're doing here. And I never got a response back from him. Well, then I was praying to Yahweh and going, Lord, I haven't sold no shirts. What's going on here? I need something. I got a phone call from a guy that owns a Harley business that's pretty much in control of a pretty good-sized rally that, that, that has a pretty good turnout. And we was talking, and, and he said, I want to make sure you haven't made the rally, really. I want you to make this rally. Uh, I said, all right. And I, I said, uh, you know, have you got a website on it yet? And he said, no, I've got last year. So I said, okay. So I looked at it. I called Michael, and I said, hey, take last year's stuff that they got, make them a T-shirt, send it to them, and let's see if we can get to this business. And so Michael calls me back and tells me, all right, Something about the circle that he's got, he can't do it, but that he was going to go ahead and put a bunch of stuff together and send it to him and see if we could get it. Well, days went by and days went by, and I hadn't heard anything, so I called Michael. And I said, hey, what's going on? I said, with B&B, Psycho, I said, on this deal here. He said, well, I put a bunch of stuff together and sent it to him. He ain't got back to me yet, but I'm I'm, uh, I'm waiting to hear from him. And I'm going, well, I thought this was a partnership deal. I thought this was my sale. Well, to make a long story short, I still hadn't heard back, so I got a hold of him one Saturday. I called him. I said, well, what's going on with this B&B and this, this rally? And he said, well, he said, I put, I sent him a bunch of stuff, and he sent back, and he said, I can't believe the one that he, he sent me. And I went, well, what is it? He said, well, I'm having lunch. I'll send it to you after that. So he sent it back to me, and then they had the audacity. Now, during this whole period of time, I want you to understand, the Brandenburgs never put a penny in anything. I took them $30,000 worth of equipment. I bought all the inks. I bought all the supplies. I bought all the T-shirts. I'm pretty much close to $12,000 in the hole on this whole deal. 
and they never spent a penny of their own money. He has the audacity to say, well, this guy's ordered 40 to 50 shirts, but we don't have enough ink and we don't have enough shirts to do this. And I'm going, you just grained all the damn money. And that's what I told him, I want my equipment. And I did hear back, and I said, look, if I got to go legally with this and get a hold of the sheriff or the court, whatever I got to do, my equipment's in Alabama, and I want it. And so he come, I don't know, it was probably about a week later, so if you want your stuff, you better hurry and come get it. So I said, okay. I talked to these people with the company. They say that we got to flush this thing two times, and we're going to put it into storage. If I buy the flush, which is almost $300, and send it to you, and I pay you $500, would you flush the machine down for me? He sat back and said, okay. I sent him the check. I had the flush delivered to him. Picked up my equipment, brought it back. They never did it. They I never flushed it. Pardon me? They, they never flushed it. it. I No. I called him I, I, after I got it back here, and I'm going, what the hell am I doing? I've still got 16. I had actually 18 flush cartridges, and I said, I, I texted back. I said, did you did you not clean this machine out? And he said, yeah, four times regular than what? Well, all he did was just four times over what the regular maintenance was. But, no, he never flushed it. But they did take the money and ran with it. The reason wow. I want this brought out is I'm afraid that people don't understand these charismatic people, and to me, they're a wolf. He's my enemy right now. I have no love for him. Is he is he a wolf, or is he just a sheep playing bad? I cannot tell you that, but it's a crying shame that he's got three teenage kids that are growing up under this here, and, and, uh, and I'm hearing that they're making me a, a bad name, and that I'm this and I'm that, and, and what I boil down to is this was my retirement dream, and it just went down the toilet. That's about all I got to say about yeah, it. You know, as soon as, uh, okay, I, I don't know why, because he had control of the PayPal account that was funding, that there was funding the T-shirts. When people purchased T-shirts, the money went into that PayPal account, right? Yes, sir. And, and then it was supposed to be transferred to the bank account that you had set up. Yes, sir, that they had each had a debit card for so, so they were using the PayPal money for themselves. Correct. And and they were also no, draining. No, no, a penny never went back into the business. Right. They no, were also draining everything. They were also draining everything that you would put into the checking account. Oh yeah, they drained that as soon as I. I gave them five thousand dollar upfront money. And, but that wasn't the account. And then when I opened the account, I opened it at 15, and then by the, within a short couple of weeks, I was taking all my money out of it, my retirement fund and everything, because I really thought this thing was going to fly. I had it up to 2,500, and within two weeks, that was that was gone. So you kept putting money into the checking account, and they were draining that. They were draining that, just like you stick up a, a straw into a bottle. And and I was still buying materials. We need shirts. We need ink. Now, in a two-month period, there were probably about, I'm guessing, right, that there were probably about 100 shirts sold through the website, which isn't a lot. Right. But, but I mean, 100 shirts, with, with uh, they were all Christagenia shirts. Right, but I'm saying I, I probably purchased in a four-month period over 350 shirts myself. 
I've got the documents, you know, right here for my purchases. Okay, he did have a lot of purchases from my end also that were, did not go through the website. But I don't know how many. I know it was in the dozens. I, I don't know if it was more than that. But there were right, a lot but of... What I'm trying to get it, what, but, but what I'm trying to explain is, I don't know how they did it, but fraudulently, they the, the debit cards were set up for them to use, and in order for them to get money, they'd have to use their debit card to, you know, to get it put in, to get money out. Somehow or another, they fraudulently got their account attached right to that account. And by all laws, that, that's wrong. You can't do it. And you had they the opportunity... You had the opportunity to pursue criminal charges, and you chose not to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The bank even told me that. They said, uh, when I went and closed the account, well, actually what made me close the account is I don't know how many shirts were actually sold, but a, a sale came in for $64, okay, on PayPal. I saw it that night. The next morning, it was gone. It was gone that quickly. That's when I went down and closed the account. Right then and there, explained it to the Wells Fargo people. Said, "I don't know how y'all let them do this." They researched, got it, and said, "We can go ahead and pursue fraud after them." Blah 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 blah. Uh, we can. Uh, they found. They found out. It was. They did it through a teller in Enterprise, Alabama, somehow or another. And the bank really wanted to go after their ass. And I said, "No, I just want to close the account and have it done with." Yes, I could have pursued after that. A but fraud that's charge. Not my Christian ethic. Right, and and I don't blame you for that at all. Right, I, I mean, I, I we let a lot of things go in our lives that we're better off letting go, and and Yahweh vindicates us eventually. He does. That that's a Christian promise. Oh yeah, and 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 that's that's why I just you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. The reason I didn't pursue it. Is we're talking about three teenagers, okay? Right. Not about, not about Michael and Jessica. I'm talking about my my heart was that I'm looking at three teenagers, you know, dragging them through the system for what? Right. It's a pity, but maybe you maybe know? it would have been better just to teach them that crime doesn't pay, that dishonest dealings don't pay. But on the other hand, it would well, cause mean, them it, a lot of yeah. anguish, and and we'd hate to do that. Right, and also, you know, they've got this great big dream and hope that was explained to me by Jessica that they, uh, they're going to win the lottery. Uh, they've already picked a place out on the beach where in Destin, where they're going to have this, and they've already told them exactly how much money. That's prosperity teaching to me, and between all the other crap, it was time for me to pull out. I told Michael I was coming, and I told him I was coming in peace, and uh, I wanted my equipment. They took it out of the house. They put it on the lawn. I picked it up Saturday morning. I uh, He came out the door. I mean, they stood there watching through the blinds the whole time with me. I, I brought a friend with me to, to load the stuff up and take it with me. I didn't have room for a couple of things. Told them they were his. I told them, I, I said, can we hug on this? I hugged him and said, look, it didn't work out for me. And that was the end of my conversation. Uh, if he wants to go ahead and start more crap with me, I guarantee you, I'm not going in peace this time. And that may not be the Christian way, but I just, uh, I dropped it. I could have went out ahead and went another angle, and I didn't. And it's just, uh, my main deal here is them. I want people with identity to understand, do not 
trust these charismatic people. They are not who they say they are. Well, well I'm sure the statute of limitations on, the, on, on their shady bank dealings isn't over yet. So, so if they do try to um, cause us any trouble, uh, that, that you still have that option, right? <clears throat> right, but I, like I'm saying, I, I, I don't want to pursue that, Bill. I, 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 well, well, of course I not, but I, I'm saying if he tries to cause you trouble over this program or telling the truth uh, and, and bringing this out. Oh, yes, 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 because I mean, I'll be honest with you. I did notify the... the, uh, the the sheriff in Alabama that I was going to get this equipment and explain the whole story to him. Right, you have and to protect yourself to go get your equipment. Right, and I mean, I didn't just go up there without without making sure that I had jurisdiction. And in fact, if they were to look, they would have seen the sheriff car while I was there because I had already contacted them. Right. I. I, I had no idea what I was going into, Bill. Yeah, right. You, know you needed saying? to get your equipment back. You can't be blamed for that. I mean, what the hell? It's $30,000, $40,000 in equipment. Yeah, and so the sheriff didn't know that I was in his area, and I explained to him why. I told him I didn't know how it was going to come about. I explained the whole shady deal to him, and he told me that, that asked me if he wanted me to go up there and knock on the door and let them understand that I was coming. And, and I said, no, but I want you to know that I am coming. And if something does come up, that, you know, 911 is me. And, and, and so anyway, yeah, the, the county sheriff does know. It's it's not an option that he don't. And I also even brought up the, the break fraud to him about Enterprise. And he was very interested in that also. So, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a matter of a phone call if I really want to get there, and I don't want to get there. Okay, oh, okay. I just wanted to bring that out that that um yep. that there was definitely a, a a criminal act, and they definitely defrauded you by removing all of your funds from that bank account and not using it to purchase T-shirts and supplies like they were supposed to. Not to build the company because, like I had told them, I was going to retire in July. And I was going to come up and have them trade me, and and I, I figured there would be a little bit. I never asked for a penny out of the company. I was just asking to build the company, you know what I'm saying, so that when I did retire, I could come up there, we could put our minds together ahead and get out in corporate America. I understand the ministry need, needed the T-shirt industry. I have no problem with that, and I have no problem with funding that. But I do have a problem with the point that I pissed all my retirement money away for nothing. Right. I, so I, I understand. had to go ahead, you know, I had to take forced retirement, but hopefully it work out the next five or six months, I can get my job back as soon as the industry picks up. But in the meantime, I'd have to go ahead and try to, to find me some contracting here and there because Social Security doesn't pay that much. All my money that I had for retirement, I pretty much threw out on this whole venture with the, with the equipment and everything else. So I still got to bills and stay alive and uh and i and and i can do that i you know yahweh is good enough to me that he opens up this and opens up that so i'm not sitting there starving and i can't pay my bills well well that's a real pity because it, it's you're certainly not in a position to fund anybody else to start this t-shirt business again uh, at this point no 
And, and, and to be honest with you, to do it, I have to do that because I just, I do not have the technology. So I all the, the technology and I need, go ahead. All the $12,000 that you, um, basic, that the Brandenburgs basically pissed away on you, it is gone forever. I, I mean, it can't be replaced. No, and I mean, I've never heard from them since the day I picked my equipment up either. I've never had an apology. Sorry, it didn't work out. And they didn't even uh, clean the equipment, and you paid them to do that. I paid them to clean the equipment. They didn't do that. Plus, as I got deeper into because I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know the equipment. I know the equipment now because I've had to do all this. But well, well isn't everything. isn't not cleaning the equipment? Isn't that a gross irresponsibility because they could destroy the equipment? And they did. They destroyed a twelve hundred fifty dollar hip. That's incredible. In order, in order for me to get the, the machine up and running after I got it back to Texas, and I had to replace the $1,250 head in order to even find out the functioning of the machine itself, I went out ahead, purchased that, which I couldn't afford, but I still had to, put it in there, got it up and functioning, and actually started running some T-shirts, and they were smearing and carrying on. So I called back to the company and said, why am I smearing like I am in it? Settled pictures of it, and they said the wipers screwed up. And explained to me, they sent me a a, a, a video uh, how to clean the wiper and all that. Well, the wiper was so built up with ink that it actually could not do its job. And I actually had run that under there's another that, as I got studying, this needed to be cleaned on a daily basis. As far as I could tell, according to the wiper, after I pulled the whole machine apart, got that out, and I didn't have to replace it. They told me to, what I needed to soak it all in, and there's a thing that's called a cap stand that has all your return inks. They had that thing just plugged up to where I was getting. Actually, I call them uh, mice turns coming out of that. It was so plugged up. They actually never did. They, they ran their shirts, and, and as far as I could tell, they never actually did the daily maintenance either. They just ran it into the ground. Basically. Into the ground, yes, sir. And, and the quality of the shirts, you, you know, even the shirts that you, you had told Michael to provide me freely with shirts for Christagenia, I, I never expected anything like that, right? But and and all of the people that bought Christagenia T-shirts paid for them the full price directly to the Brandenburgs through the PayPal account that was attached to the website. And I even, any t-shirts I wanted for myself, I bought maybe 10 or 12 t-shirts from them. I ordered them through the website and paid for them myself through PayPal, paid the full price for them. And some of the that shirts was, that, that I received, that some of the shirts I received were a decent quality, but other shirts that I received, especially the last half dozen or so, they had actually printed the background color onto the shirt, which is a lot of extra ink, and burned it on. I, I mean, I have the shirts to prove it. I, I, I can supply these shirts. I, I still have them in a drawer at home set aside. They're, they're destroyed. They're terrible. The quality sucks. And, and they didn't even care about what quality they were producing. No, and that was the biggest thing that I explained to them in the beginning. You know, I, I told him, I know, you know, I mean, he, they, they came up and told me that they moved to their house with $10,000 and 
Yahweh said he did, that he wouldn't have to work and that it would build up. And then, long and behold, I came along with this T-shirt thing, and this is what they prayed about, and this is where it was going. And and I explained to them in the beginning, it's not so much in the beginning about quantity, it's about quality. Well, well let's, want, right. Yeah, you'll never attract I business. Them I wanted, I wanted the best friggin' shirt. I know what this machine can produce. I've seen them at the shows. They've sent me samples of what they do with it. I've actually went to Tampa myself and watched them print shirts, and I printed them down there myself. And I know what this machine can do. And what they were doing is nowhere near the quality what this, I mean, this high dollar machine can do. This machine was made for. T-shirts specifically only, and it's made in the USA, and they never turned anything out that this machine could actually produce. I started out, I wanted, my deal is, is I wanted uh, Haynes T-shirts. He came back to me and said that we could, that the Haynes absorbed too much ink and that the instructor said it wasn't necessary to use it. I said, I don't give a shit how much ink it takes. You know, I want a high-quality print. Here. Right. And and so then we went to, you know, so then I said, all right, well, let's try these Anvil, and I wanted to try other ones, and then I wanted to go to the different colors. And he explained to me, this was his words, number one, that we didn't need to do a, a front and rear T-shirt because we could sell it for the same price and make money and use less product. And that uh, that was the way to go. And I go, it's not. It, it all it, it all it all went wrong. They went out ahead and did their trading, and literally they just took it over. They made it into their own deal, and to their demise, my demise, it's it, it's defunct right now. It's just sitting it's sitting in right now. I got to back up to where it's sitting in storage until Yahweh goes ahead and opens something else up for me. Well, right, and and I'm just happy you have your equipment back, and and that potentially it's usable, and and I pray that you do have an opportunity to use it. Perhaps another opportunity will come along, and and we'll be able to do something, and and I, I would help you with that if you could. Um, let's go back to where you said that Yahweh told the Brandenburgs that they would no longer have to work. Right, right, as to what they were doing of running around and, and subcontracting that that they uh, that he, he, he I guess they found I, I, I can't remember if they found the house on eBay or whatever and they wherever they were working at last they had ten thousand dollars and that they were coming there and that that Yahweh explained to them that they didn't have to go back to that anymore and then I came along with the t-shirts just what they were looking for. Well, well, they, um, that's amazing. Men that don't work should need, and, and that's what the scripture says. That the, you know, they, they moved into that house, I think, around 2013 or 2014. That they, that they were, you know, they were in the Christogenia community, and they sort of fell away from me, and I lost contact with them for about, a year or so, maybe a year or two after they moved to South Alabama in 2013, I believe. It may have been 2014. And and that was because they took off after another clown named Don Spears. 
And after they grew disenchanted with him, they slowly came back to listen to to my podcasts and 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 to become active again in Christagenia forums, where, where they had been since, um, if I had to guess, probably since the middle to the end of 2014 that they had come back, and and it may have been, it it may have been early 2015 even. I'm not really sure of the timeline, but Melissa and I started making um, monthly trips to their home in in South Alabama whenever we were in town. I mean, in, in 2017, we kind of fell away from that because we were on the road half the year last year. And in 20, probably towards the end of 2016, Brother Ryan started teaching this Law of Attraction, Neville Goddard, um napoleon hill prosperity gospel and he had brought that to the brandenburgs and evidently from what you've determined perhaps the brandenburgs believed in a prosperity gospel even before brother ryan started doing that so we we have just had huge um splits and divisions in our christiania community because i i had to Brother Ryan split with me, ultimately discovering that I was never going to accept his teaching of the Kabbalah and and Neville Goddard and Napoleon Hill, that I was never going to accept his variety of the prosperity gospel. And, And that basically initiated a series of splits with um, ourselves and the Brandenburgs as well. And I actually removed all of the author Lee material from Christagenia for that reason, because I found that that as I was playing some of his sermons throughout the year on on our travels on Saturdays when I didn't have time to put together a program, I would play some author Lee sermons. He's teaching prosperity gospel in those, and and it was very veiled. It, it was very. Um, a very mild form at, at first, but now it's getting more and more pronounced in his teachings that he's basically trying to be the Joel Osteen of Christian identity. Oh, yeah, because if you would read his stuff, it sees, and there's more coming. You always got something more for him coming, more coming, and that, that's pushing to that prosperity deal, you know, that we are we are God. Basically, is what it, yeah, he never said that, but that's what I'm taking it as that. Well, we well, are gods ourselves, and we can create our own deal. And that's what Brother Ryan teaches. Brother Ryan comes right out, and, and he's teaching that this last year, or, or or year and a half. He's coming right out and teaching that explicitly, and, and it's just bullshit. And Michael Brandenburg has taken that, and he's he, he's smoothed it over and made it more Christian-sounding and... and He's just reiterating what Brother Ryan's been teaching, that we can create our own reality, that we can create our own material wealth. And and he decided that he decided that Yahweh told him because, as far as I'm concerned, Yahweh speaks to us through Christ. I mean, that's what Paul explains in Hebrews chapter one. But he decided right. that Yahweh had told him that he was never going to have to work again. And that he was going to be very wealthy and and live in a mansion on the beach. I mean, he's he was he's his to me his mindset is that 
here's Jacob's identity ladder, and I'm getting to the top. Period. And I don't care who I crush on the way up. Right. Well, well, right. And I really believe that he that now, in hindsight, and and I saw this in Brother Ryan's videos six or eight months ago. I saw this coming where Ryan was promoting Christagenia, and at the same time, he was um, criticizing my methods and my teachings. So he was really only promoting Christagenia to draw people away to himself, to make it look like I approved of him, so that he could draw away those of my listeners and, and readers who, who would go watch his YouTube videos. He was trying to draw them away to himself. That's why he was promoting Christagenia. And Michael Brandenburg was doing the same thing, only with a lot more subtlety. Right. You know, I mean, I've only... I've never followed Brother Ryan, but I, after me and you had spoke, I went on ahead and, and uh, went, did watch his uh, Burned Bridges, I believe it was. Right. And I said, holy shit, he's a snake charmer. He's got a snake. Yeah, right. Well, well, you know, I mean, you know, that's enough, that was enough to turn me off. But I went, all right, well, i got to actually listen to what they say. But I'm going, come on, identity out there holding a snake? you gotta, you got to be kidding me. If someone comes along that, that has a better, um, a, a better method than mine that, that can teach the truth to, to, uh, to, to, to normies or, or to identity Christians, it doesn't matter. To people better than I can, and 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 puts the work into it that's necessary to put into it to be able to do that. I, I don't mind if my listeners support them one bit. I did everything I can to help build up Author Lee and Identity Struggle. My wife posted their their programs in all of our social media, and he started out really good with his Christian Identity 101 and things like that, and and his ability to reach um, denominational Judeo-Christians better than I can, and, and he appeals to that sort of person, and, and I applaud that. But he's really only in it for his own self-aggrandizement and and to make money so that he could realize his dream of never having to work and live in a mansion on a beach. Right, and Paul tells us specifically, everybody must work. Paul Paul worked. He continued to build tents while he still was spreading the gospel. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, to me, you and Clifton explained CI and 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 tear it apart through history, through everything that there is, better than anybody else out there. Now I'm not taking any anything away from the fellowship of God's covenant people. There's two excellent people there too. And but I mean they're not in the prosperity gospel. They're not you're not out there and neither is Cliff out there trying to go ahead and suck money out of people to go on ahead and, and be your own grandizement. And, uh, I mean, I uh, I was just simply blown away as to how charismatic they were when I met them and to how quickly it turned. And, you know, I, I've seen that all the way through all my denominational bullshit, especially in the Baptist denomination. They, they're, they're, they're crooks completely there, but... Uh, the denominational, the non-denominational, because, I mean, I, 
I was searching and searching and searching for truth, and I could never find it. And I have found it, but it doesn't mean I know it all, but I still, you know, every day. But uh, the way they're going at it, that's just denominational motion. Denomination means division. So, if, you know, you're going to expect division, but uh, I'm just glad we had this because I'm hoping that at least with my saying is that if there's something else working with them and somebody else, maybe they'll take a second look. Well, well, I'm hoping, I mean, we need to get this story out so that people know the truth and, and so that people know what they're getting themselves into what, with this new website that Michael Brandenburg has started called IdentityFaith.org, which is going to be his replacement for the Identity Struggle site that I owned and I developed and, and I had to take down. I had to take it down because I'm not going to let the, the prosperity gospel <clears throat> be um, be taught on, on and and Napoleon Hill and Neville Goddard be taught on on a platform that I developed and that I own. It, it's not going to happen, and and that's the same reason why I took BrotherRyan.com offline. I developed that website but, but also, and and hosted it also, at my expense. Right, and also you didn't understand the fraudulence that went on between the Brandenburgs and myself, you know, that theoretically, basically, you know, you, you was in from the beginning, and you did, you know, like I said, I held it back for myself for several months, and then I start listening to you, and you kept bringing it out, I go, man. I don't think Bill knows exactly what happened with Sun well, Shirts. Well, well, no, what, what happened was when... But when Michael told me about his experience with you, I didn't necessarily accept that as being the truth. When I, I, I just, I'm the type of person that I don't need to make a decision about anything I hear or anything I even see until I get the facts. And I have an awful lot of things in my mind that are on the back burner that I don't need to decide about one way or another simply because I don't have all of the facts necessary to reach a conclusion. And and we're told that in, in Scripture. I just covered that. I just discussed that in, in my um, Ecclesiastes presentations that we're not right. to be quick to jump to judgment. So we should be able to file things in the back of our minds and just leave them there until the truth comes out, until more facts are revealed to us. So Michael Brandenburg basically slandered you. And in hindsight, I understand that he must have done that to prevent me from coming to you to find the truth out. I believe that. And, and the and real like truth said, of the I... story, Willie, is that I just didn't have the time to pursue it. I didn't have the time to pursue it. And and we were no, and, 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 and that that's fine with me, you know. I mean, because I like I said, I got my equipment back. I I I, I hugged him, told him, you know, that it didn't work out for me, and to me, it was a done deal. And then when you start going ahead and showing the the horns on his head and all that, and I'm, I'm and I'm listening to you, and I'm going, all right, all right, all right, all right. I have got to go on ahead and get a hold of Bill and explain to him. Well, my basic deal is I wanted to find out from you what was said of why I shut it down. 
Well, well, right. And and when I first, without having heard from you, to be honest, when, when I saw the quality of the last shirts that I had bought from Sonnet Shirts, I believed that it, it that the break was over to quality because they sucked. Oh, they did. They even sent me some that sucked. So and when I, I saw those I shirts, I thought to myself in the back of my mind, that must be why Willie shut the site down, but because these shirts just suck. They sucked and they were sucking the money out. There was nothing, there was nothing left in Sunday shirts. Well, well that that's... That's why I shut it down. That's why, I, you know... That they were basically stealing... Because that bank account was in my name. They were basically stealing all of your funds. They were stealing that's all the money. That bank account was in my name. They just had, they just, I, all I did was open them up for to have debit cards, but that bank account was still in my name, not theirs. Even though I don't still know, I, I still haven't got the correct answer of how they did what they did, but that bank account was in my name under my business. And I had to shut it down because I didn't know where the hell it was going. Well, that's pitiful. That that's really pitiful, but, but people have to know. You know that that this Michael Brandenburg character is is um, setting himself up as an identity pastor. He 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 wants people to support him. He only produces about twenty or thirty minutes of sermon a week. That's all he does. I I think he might have a little online Bible study on Wednesdays, but that's not. Uh, I mean. If I only had to do a 20-minute recording every week, I'd never have to work again either if people would support that. Well, like I say, I, I, I appreciate very much you allowing me to go ahead and, and vent my total frustration. But like I say, I do have matters to pursue it further. I don't plan on it unless he wants to plan on going ahead and make it happen. Right. My main deal is that you understand and that your listeners and my brothers and sisters who really give a shit about identity understand. And, and to me, after this, it's done. But if he wants to go ahead and, and think he's more than what he is, then, then we can go there. Well, well I appreciate him, that. Leave me alone. Let me back to, let me back to what I want to do with my ministry, which is not really a ministry. It's just. I need to get out really badly, and and uh, if there's any other Vietnam veterans out there, I, I I would pray that you know they would think about their brothers also, because a lot of this crap that we have going on with the miscegenation and, and all this race mix and everything are the children of us non-veterans, and we're we you know we came back, we went to a war, we came back to a country that did not want to accept us as a whole. A Vietnam veteran got more screwed than any of the people in service ever, and we've had to live with that shit, and it's time that people understand. I did research, and to come to find out the whole fucking war was boiled down to protecting Bush's damn poppy fields. Exactly what that war was about. I remember on so many missions flying over and seeing these as we was going into Cambodia, uh, which is the lie. You know, government said we never went to Cambodia. But I remember seeing these damn poppy fields, and I would ask questions. I'd look at my grit maps, and I'm going, 
you know, they're not even on the grip maps. What the hell are these things? And then I found out through a, a, a Thai camp, through Thailanders, that were poppy fields protected by the army. So I went, what the shit is that? <laughs> wow. But it took me 50 friggin' years to figure this the whole damn deal out. And North Vietnam was not getting money from these poppy fields. That's what the whole son of a bitch thing was about. Incredible. I, I, I mean, that's what Afghanistan was about, too, isn't it? To, to a degree? Yep. Yep. And, and, and you know, it's just, uh, and this is something that I need my brothers to understand that, you know, we, you know, we got bent over and we got screwed big ass time. You know, I mean, I was 17 years old when I went to Vietnam because I thought my damn country was in trouble. Seriously. Yes, sir. Cannon fodder for the international Jew. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way but it Bill, is. Thank you so very much for allowing me to go on ahead and put this out there so that it doesn't happen to other other identity people. I hold your website and all your teachers and everything in the highest regard. I do everything I can to go ahead and have people try to dig into it. It's uh it's, it's it's pretty tough because people just, they're so hung up in denominational bullshit that, you know, I mean, I've lost my, in 04, I lost my whole family and everybody because I had started in understanding that Christ was not born at Christmas and that's not what that was about. Uh, I had actually got that from uh, somebody that I had got off of Arthur Murray's website that was going there. I did a little bit of British Israel identity, but there was always something wrong, and I couldn't understand why there was so much mixing of that going on. You know, and I was hung up into, into the, uh, you know, this whole goddamn tribulation shit and all that there. And I mean, I'm, I'm not there anymore, and it's hard, it's hard as hell to get people to to turn around to that, and they 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 will just literally cuss you out and, and walk away, and actually want to fight you and everything else over it, but. Somewhere just along the line, you know, it's got to be told. And you're doing the greatest job in the world, as far as I'm concerned, to let it be told. Well, I appreciate the encouragement. Thank you. Thank you, Willie. Thank you for being here. And praise Yahweh. May Yahweh bless you. Praise I, Yahweh. I pray. I pray that you, 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 um, you are given the opportunity to recover from this. I really do. I feel really bad about this because yeah, you would have never met the Brandenburgs if it weren't for me. I, I, what can I do? But there's a purpose, like you said in the beginning. There's God, Yahweh has a purpose and a reason for everything. Absolutely. And I believe that. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I believe that. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I lost a lot of money. I have the machines. I still have the opportunity to make a living. I haven't lost. I haven't lost my bike. I haven't lost. I haven't really actually lost anything except for that adventure. And at seventy years old, I still have my health and that going on to where I can work and get something. And I just, you know, I'm just praying for a new beginning. But like I say, in the meantime, I do have this dream, this vision about having having a house with some land and, and just like you, you know, being able to start bringing people over to honor the feast and, 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 and put up some, I call them sukkahs, some little buildings and that, so have something to start preparing for when uh, shit literally hits the fan and it's going to happen. When? I don't know. But I just know every day that we go by goes closer and closer and, and you know, 
you and uh, you and Don's deals on the end times is just perfect. I mean, absolutely perfect. You couldn't go ahead and word it any better to what's going on than you know that last deal. Uh, what was your last one with Don? Beginnings uh, and ends, or, or the the end times update. The end times update. Right. I mean, I don't know how it could be pinpointed any better than that than that whole deal right there. You can't pinpoint it any better. Well, well, I believe that Don, we plan on doing those periodically, maybe every three months or four months. I'm, I'm not positive. I, I guess at, as we get the opportunity to do it, because Don is also a busy man. Right. I mean, he says he works two jobs, and, and see that, you know, uh, it's just. But I'm saying. Well, well, right, Don Fox. Old. Don Fox is exemplary. Of the attitude that a good Christian man should have, he does work two jobs. In fact, I know he's in Texas now, but when he was in up north, what when he was up north living, he was working three jobs. Okay, he was working three jobs and doing internet radio. His real thing is the Kennedy assassination and and nine eleven. That, that's what he yeah. that that's what he focuses most of his attention on. He's rather new to identity, only the last two years. But but if you want to to be successful in Christian identity in in this so called truth movement, you have to work hard at it, and you have to support yourself. And your objective should not be your own personal enrichment, your own self-aggrandizement. Your objective should be the enrichment of your community and, and the, the edification of your Christian community. The Brandenburgs have it all backwards. Amen. And, and so does Brother Ryan, who, who has new prophecies that he's going to be... Um, have a new house and a new car by the end of this year, or, or he's going to hang it up. So, so yet you know, a man, a, a prophet of God, doesn't make prophecies about himself. He, he all well, of his hell, prophecies. He to listen to Oral Roberts. <laughs> Oral Roberts, right? Joel Osteen, Oral Roberts, all those clowns thinking grow well, rich. Because you remember, remember back years ago, I remember that Oral Roberts was going to kill himself up in a tower if he didn't get his funding. <laughs> right. Well, Brother Ryan has basically done just that recently. Wow. Well, I don't know. I'll never... I don't have any intentions of going there to actually listen to it or anything, so I'll just take your word on that, because I... There, there's nothing between either one of them clones that I, that I, I, I want to have any kind of association with at all. Well, right. The Brandenburgs had the same exact mindset. Go pray on the beach in Destin. Get your mansion. Play the lottery. There you go. There are 10 million suckers out there every week that think the same thing, that they're going to get rich playing the lottery. Actually, 10 million just in Alabama, probably. That There are hundreds of millions of them across the country. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, I know Yahweh does his things in the way, and, and I have a, a split personality when it comes to, uh, you know, I have the breath of Yahweh, but I'm also still carnal. So, yeah, I have indulged to play with it here and there to try help Yahweh along. But during that period of time, it doesn't come. I still get gratification of being able to think what I can do with it. See what I'm saying? But I still, when reality boils down to I still have to make a living. Period. The the truth One is, way or another, 
the, the truth is that if I ever buy Melissa a scratch-off ticket, which I do periodically, I, I buy her a $3 or $5 scratch-off lottery ticket. It's just for fun because I enjoy watching her scratch it off, right? We never do well, it for and, money. And, say, and, 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 well, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't indulge in the lottery every day and spend hundreds of dollars. Every no, month. you're I throwing money once away. In while, once in a while, I'll, I'll grab one. But the, my gratification, even if I don't win, is the thoughts that I have with it of what I can do about and I and, and, and my deal is called Sheely Mountain. S H, the E is backwards. L I N. It's a British word, and it's what it is. It's a it's a it's a uh, a shepherd's retreat in the winter, in in Britain. Okay, and and then I have these grand new thoughts about how I could buy these little little cabins or whatever, put them all around. Of course, and maybe have a stream running down through the middle of it, and have a place for I. For our race to go ahead and just well, well, right, time. but that's a healthy dream because that's a dream of something you want to do for our Christian community, not a mansion on a beach that you want for yourself. No, and I say that's why I do it because I get, I get I'm such a grandiose feeling as I'm waiting for my rejection. <laughs> okay. That, well, well, that, right. That I have this, you know, and, and I feel good about it. Now, but the, that's but, not taking it any, any, you know, that's not taking it away from Yahweh. Yahweh could, could make it happen. He could. Well, well, I he mean, can make it happen. You know, and and but the way I see it is that if Yahweh really wants you to have a mansion on the beach in Destin, you don't need a lottery ticket. He doesn't need a lottery ticket to do it. Right. You know, that's just like. You and I have spoken, I'll bring this out, the uh, 17th chapter of Matthew, I believe it is, 24th and 25th verses, you know, they were coming from Capernaum, and the tax collectors hit Peter, said, doesn't your, doesn't your Lord go ahead and pay taxes? Before Peter ever got back, Christ already asked him about it. Then he turned around and told him, all right, go throw your hook out in the water, and the first cat fish you catch, open his mouth, and there's two delera there for you, go pay tax for both of us so they ain't offended. Right. That was personal. That was very, very, very personal. Uh, it was a lot for Peter. I'm sure Peter, after it was said and done, went and shared, went, shared it with the rest of the brothers and everything, and, you know, probably pissed Judas off because he didn't get the coin, but whatever. That was a very, that was a personal one-on-one with Yahweh with Peter. Okay. Well, well, right, but Peter threw, his, Peter threw his hook in the water. He bought his lottery ticket, right? He threw his hook in the water in order to attain what was required, what he needed. Right. You don't need and a mansion on the beach in Destin. You don't need to be a millionaire. No, and, and, and I mean, do you think that he walked away 100% convinced that was going to happen i'm sure he had doubts you know what i'm saying right you know you know i mean everything that christ did with them i'm sure they had doubts you know just like when you know peter got to walk on the water for what two seconds before he yeah right because he shit. doubted <laughs> you know but i'm just saying to me that scripture is personal that tells me if yahweh wants us to do something and it's the time and it's his will 
that fish will that fish is there for us. Right, I agree. And and you know, and and yeah, like you say, you know, every once in a while I'll go ahead and throw my line out there trying to snatch the fish. Well, uh, not for nothing, but I used to fish a lot. I, I don't know how many days I spent hours with a hook in the water and didn't catch a damn thing. <laughs> yep, here I am too. <laughs> Praise Yahweh. <laughs> Praise Yahweh. <laughs> well, brother, thank you so very much. I want you to know I love you, love Melissa. Love your ministry to death. I I appreciate the time you've given me to, to go on ahead and, and vent my frustration, I say, but it's not so much to go after them. It's to, to alert other Christian identity people that this is not right. Be careful what you do with them uh, because they will turn in the heartbeat. Well, well, absolutely, I agree, and and we're grieved by this. We really all were grieved for for their family, for their children. What we love these people, and and they just weren't that they didn't turn out to be what we thought they were, and and it, it's we're still grieved by it, and and I really am. It, it's very upsetting to us and unsettling, and and this is the way life is. You never know who you're talking to un, until they show their true fruits. That that's life, and and we have to um, take the shot on the arm and move on. Thank you, Willie Nelson, Amen to that. And, and we appreciate you and love you, and 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 I hope to talk to you again soon, and and probably and hopefully not here. <laughs> not with any. Uh, I, 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 uh, as soon as I can, like I say, it's it it set me back, but I've had to foreclose a lot of plans, but I I, I do plan on. You know, bring my bike down and, and, and come to Panama City and, and go to the pub and sit down and just have some personal time with uh, you and Melissa and hopefully get to see Cliff. I've never met him. You're welcome, and he's there, and, and, and um, you're, you're more than welcome to do that. Anytime you you can, That we're going to be home. I mean, we're on the road sometimes. Hopefully not as often as we were last year, but what, we still yeah, have some it's, trouble. It's good to get away. Yeah. Well, well, we got away this time when we're freezing in in northeast Tennessee. There's <laughs> snow on the ground, but we never planned it this way. <laughs> so, well, anyway, Bill, thank you so very much for allowing me this. I appreciate that very much. Thank you, Willie. Praise Yahweh. Praise Yahweh.